This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, we're going to be talking about the amount of travel that happened this past weekend. There were a lot of concerns about this on Friday. We talked about them right here. And in fact, we're going to be talking to the mayor of Tofino about what she saw in her community. That comes up in about half an hour's time. Right now, though, let's check in with the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. That came up with Dr. Henry on Saturday as well. Okay. She didn't sound all that concerned. She said that she thought some of the news reports were overblown, said she talked to BC Ferries, and the ferries pointed out a couple of things about their carrying capacity. The ferries are so down in terms of the number of sailings that the remaining ones appear to have a lot of traffic. Um, But she said uh, she believes, Dr. Henry said she believes most people were following the rules, Uh, Ferries issued a clarification on Saturday about how many people they were carrying. They pointed out that, first of all, under Transport Canada rules, uh, they have a 50% distancing rule on the ship. Uh, They said that when you look on the ferry website and you see that the ferry is at 70% capacity, uh, that is not a measure of passengers. It is a measure of how much space is left on the car deck. And they point out that a few tractor trailers, a few semi-trailers, uh, will take up a great big chunk of the right. car deck, but there may only be three or four people, uh, just the driver. And, of course, a lot of those are trucks coming to the island, uh, bringing stuff to stock our supermarkets and so forth, because the island is heavily, heavily dependent on truck traffic. So uh, ferries said on the weekend, Simi, there were under, hmm, I think, 20, I think they say about 20% of what they usually carry. So put all that together, Dr. Henry said she does not think there was anything she heard or saw on the weekend that warranted stronger measures. She believes most British Columbians are respecting the directives. Interesting, because I had been hearing from you know people from small towns saying that they definitely noticed some uh, new license plate, different license plates in town. But like I said, we're going to talk to the Tofino mayor more about that. And they've got the new airport rules now as well. Yeah, the new airport rules went in on the weekend, and I gather uh, Mike Farnworth, the Solicitor General, said he went check the airport to see how it's going. Everything has to go through Vancouver International Airport now. The uh, the U.S. flights that were going into Kelowna and Victoria stopped on Friday. Uh, Farnworth said he thought that uh, the, the system seemed to be working pretty well. We've all, of course, got anecdotes, which we've heard over the last few weeks, about the lack of scrutiny at the airport. It had alarmed the provincial government. That is why the province took matters into their own hands. Ottawa is supposed to announce something this week, but Premier Horgan announced what BC was going to do last week, and those measures are in place. You have to have a self-isolation plan when you get to the airport uh, on your flight, international, and if you don't, the government will arrange one for you. Okay, and so people are complying with that? That's the general feeling that they're getting? Yeah, that's the feeling they're getting. You know, it's interesting. Dr. Henry's theme from the beginning, I mean, she can seem very stern at times. Uh, and I, I know I had the occasion to ask her a question where her answer seemed rather stern. <laughs> but on this subject, she has been generous. 
She has said many times, uh, this is a huge adjustment for people. Uh, We have to be patient. Uh, We do check out uh, some of these complaints we get. She said people need to recognize that uh, just because they have their suspicions, uh, their neighbors may have their reasons. People may not be aware of all the conditions. I know that some of the people in the ferry lineup were interviewed about what they were doing. Uh, People had reasons for traveling. Uh, She said she believes that most people are staying home if they don't have a good reason, but she's also said you have to recognize that there are, there do remain some reasons why people are traveling, and you have to be patient with it and accept that um, she doesn't really, I've not heard her ever suggest that she thinks that coercion or clamping down or fining or arresting is going to get us through this. Uh, she's never been an advocate of that. All right. Well, more to come today at one thirty with their press conference and the update. And I guess the the trend that has been continuing to hold here in BC, Vaughn, has definitely been that of the problem that we seem to have in long-term care homes. Yes. So Dr. Henry did the solo briefing on Saturday. I see that her sister went on to Twitter and said she was accompanying my sister, Dr. Henry, to her 49th media briefing, which must be some kind of uh, record for provincial officials. Uh, And yes, uh, we got the numbers on Saturday. There's one that is uh, certainly encouraging, and it's the reason they think they're the strongest evidence they have that they're bending the curve, and that is hospitalizations are flat. It, ultimately, however many testing, however many tests you do, however many people you find have contracted the virus, uh, the key number that is hospitalization, and it's flat. 134 on Saturday. It's been in that range for a week. Uh, 68 in intensive care, but they tend to put people in intensive care earlier because they have the resources here. Those are the good numbers. The bad number is still around long-term care. Uh, We've got 250 cases, um, staff and residents, and mainly associated with those two care homes in Vancouver that got the virus first. Uh, That's the reason our death toll is so high. More than half the deaths in BC are at uh, those two care homes. And the death toll on people over the age of 70 um, is about 15%. The death toll for The general population is quite a bit lower, but the averaging is higher because of that. And that's where the struggle is, uh, they think. The the evidence they point to, Simi, that they think even that is under control, is that the number of additional infections at other care homes has flattened. Uh, Several care homes have been taken off the list of having outbreaks. And other care homes, there's still 20 of them on the list, have only one or two cases. So they think they're making progress. They're not telling us to relax our guards yet, but I do think there is some evidence uh, that the great hope for bending of the curve, there is evidence that it is happening. And I understand there's more modeling coming this week as well. Yeah, so now, you know, we've been asking, obviously. You know how insatiable the news media is. We even say, okay, well, now that you've turned the corner, when do we get out of this, right? So <laughs> they said, hang on, you know, it's early yet. But they are working on a couple of things that may 
uh, at least provide us some indication of where we're headed. Uh, we are expecting more modeling this week. It will be what they call dynamic modeling. It will use some of the data that's accumulated since the original modeling was released two weeks ago. And they've emphasized again and again that BC's, whatever the modeling is anywhere else, BC's modeling, says Dr. Henry, is a tool for managing the system. They modeled early on, on a worst-case scenario, based on what happened in northern Italy, for, okay, if it got really bad here, what do we need in terms of hospital resources and in terms of staff and in terms of ventilators? And that model is what led them to clear out the hospitals. So we've still got 4,500, I think, something like that, empty hospital beds. Uh, intensive care capacity in BC is around 50%. So that's why they've cleared all the space. They will, as, as the modeling unfolds, start to go, okay, we may not need all this space, right? And right. at that point, I think what we're going to be told is they're going to start activating some of those scheduled surgeries that were canceled, start filling up the hospitals again, uh, proceed slowly. There's still a couple of more things we need to know that they need to know. One of them quite interesting is what's called a serology test. She discussed this on Saturday. It means you're testing blood of people to see if they've been exposed to the virus and developed the antibodies. If you have that evidence, if you have a test that works, then you would know that these people could be allowed to go back to work. They are immune, or at least right. they're, that suggests it. She thinks that test will be ready in the next few weeks. We don't have one yet, but that will be, she agreed, one of the keys to deciding whether or not we can start to lift some of the restrictions and let at least some people go back to work. Interesting. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.